I would like to start this Friday show, this Friday party show. Is it a party? With a reading from the hockey Bible that is Twitter. Oh, I need this. This is from Leviticus 2084. This is Yeah, you really took me back to church there. This is from <laughs> yeah. Sir Thomas of Drance. Mm. Oh. Some confusion setting up a drill at Canucks practice as Travis Green discussed it at length with Besser. Appears to be a straightforward two-on-o drill, but with the wrong mix of players in various ends. JT Miller could be heard yelling, we don't know what we're doing. I love Drance. He does such a good job. Holy man. man, that's the most descriptive at practice tweet I've ever read in my entire life. Okay. You know how we always, or not always, we used to though, mm-hmm. talk about Marion Hosa and the torture of being Marion Hosa because 2008, he was with the Penguins. They lose in the final. Yeah. To the Red Wings. Next year, he's with the Red Wings. They lose in the oh, final yes. to the Penguins. And then he joins the Blackhawks and he wins three. So good for him. Oh, JT Miller uh, definitely Ooh. sold low on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Huh? <laughs> Ooh. That's true. Oh, that's a tough one. That's so funny. I mean, he didn't sign there. He was traded. But ooh, that's rough. That yeah. is a really, really tough one for that. He's probably looking at it like, could it have player. been Kalorn or somebody? Oh, like really? Oh, and they took that cap space and those resources, and they go out and they get Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow, and those two guys have a couple rings. And he has a quote on Twitter with his uh, very frustrated Canucks team. Yeah. I decided to not sign with the '91 Bulls. <laughs> you, know, oh, like yeah. you know what? Like imagine there. There's probably someone like that, right? They leave in free agency in the year of '91 or something. They get oh. traded away. I heard an interview with uh, Jay Moore, who used to be on Saturday Night Live, and he quit the show. He's just like, ah, oh, they won't pay me enough money. Screw that. And then he turns on the first episode without him on it, and it's Will Ferrell's debut. And oh. he's just like, I've made an egregious error. Yeah. 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 I mean, Jay Moore. I mean, uh, Jay Moore. JT Miller. <laughs> I don't know if this was his decision. I don't mm-hmm. think he asked for the trade, but oh, God. It sucks. The current Canucks versus the last two years of the Lightning. The worst feeling has got to be if you get traded at the deadline because your team is trying to buy and then they move oh, you out yeah. and then they go on to win the cup. Well, Colby Armstrong always tells that story getting back to Hosa because he was the guy traded for Hosa. And he shows up in Atlanta and he's like, hey, hey guys, I'm Marion Hosa replacement. My franchise won't <laughs> oh exist <boy. laughs> in a couple of years. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Who'd we get? <clears throat> oh, damn. Who was that guy in the Blue Jays who was, I think it was like Valente or something. He, he has, he, you could, he was uh, in front of a hot mic in front of the dugout. It was right when the Jays got like Tulowitzki or Price. Mm-hmm. You can hear him in the dugout mid-game going, God damn it, I love it! Oh, and nice. he was like, put on waivers the next day or oh. something. Never played another well, game. The, the disappointing guy uh, for that era of the Jays is Jose Reyes. 
He didn't get the sticker. He got he got moved uh, in August, I believe, of the uh, postseason. Yeah, because him. he was a big gaping hole <laughs> at the, on defense. He was terrible. But he was such good buddies with all the guys. Yeah. And it was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I uh, also I think perhaps the most surprising news of the last five days is that Th- Thomas Drant still uses Echo Phone to tweet. What? What's yeah. A, what's Echo, Echo Phone, Phone is the original Twitter app that was like a side company that. You, <laughs> They literally, like, Twitter didn't have its own app, so you had to use Echo Phone, and I used Echo Phone, and then Twitter was like, hey, we have an app, and it's our app, and he still uses Echo Phone. What? Is that like Y-Frog? Yeah, like, it's, the- like, it's like TwitPick. <laughs> or or TwitDeck. TwitDeck, yeah. TwitDeck's oh. a thing. Like oh, my God. Or HootSuite. Tom Strands yeah. uses... Oh, my God. I remember, okay, so I worked at a media company. <laughs> I worked at a media company who bought into, like, HootSuite's subscription program, and they tried to get us all on it, and we're like, we can't do as much with this. Why don't we just open a bunch of tabs on Google Chrome? And they're like, no, 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 no. You need the interface. So they made us tweet from the interface, and we couldn't tweet pictures or emojis from the HootSuite interface at that point because it was so new. And we're like, but we can from the... Don't you dare use it. Don't you Don't you dare. And literally, we couldn't... It, we, it was terrible. And then... And, and then they said, we're sick of this YouTube shit. We're going to buy Bright Cove. Okay. And they bought a video player. Called Bright Cove. And, they're like, and they're like, so your goal this year is to have at least five videos go viral. This is something they told me in 2010. Sorry, my video said, editor trauma. Yeah, I said at least five videos go viral. I said, well, how do you quantify that? Well, you know, ones that, that, that people talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, which people? And I, and I said, can I post it on YouTube? No. Has to be on Bright Cove. I'm like, nothing's going viral on Bright Cove. They're like, you watch. Bright Cove's the next big thing. The idea behind that was that when you have a YouTube video, you can't sell the pre-roll ads on your YouTube video. So the company that I'm speaking of, they get Bright Cove into their advertising system because they put the Bright Cove video on their website. Mm-hmm. Bright Cove will sell the ads on the video and then yes. there's pre-rolls and all that stuff. Yes. But they didn't if figure out... If nobody watches the video, <laughs> you can't sell it anyway. They didn't figure Watch out that oh. if people can't access the video, if it's on, if it's in this closed system where it doesn't really spread because it just lives on your website, that's a little hard to reach people. But they, they uh, did so- some things like um, automatic plays where uh, you just go to a website, say you're looking for an article on the Toronto Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and then just you're on that web page, and a video starts playing in the corner. That counts as a play for them. And they are telling their advertisers that there's a play for that video. So it, it allows them to get around things that it, in a number of ways where you have your auto-playing videos. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, man, Facebook used to be like that. If it even came up in the yeah. corner, it's like, that's a view. The, the one second autoplay when somebody's not on that site to look at that video, that counts as a play for them. I wish I was more of an asshole. <laughs> I, really I can tell do. you, we're not, we're not pitching that to our advertisers. Oh I can gosh, tell you that, that right no, now. No, it's just, I remember like early digital or early web 2.0 or whatever. They're, they're showing me this software and mm-hmm. I wish I could have just Ron Swanson. I know more than you. <laughs> like I had followers. And you're showing no, Steve. This is how so you do it. They also didn't realize that in, you don't have to buy a whole bl- video platform to sell ads on a pre-roll video. You can put your video on YouTube and just put the ad in your video. No, just, just put the ad what, in the video Jesse, you made. What if ten years from now <laughs> oh, I want to change all the ads out on the video that's ten Bright years Cove old? Cove will allow you to do that. Yeah, YouTube but, doesn't. Yeah. Oh no! But it's just God it, forbid. You just sit there and you go. And I remember, I remember having this conversation with somebody three bosses up from mine and they're like i don't understand why it's such a problem to use bright cove you guys are not using it blah blah blah. keep putting it on youtube we're going to take the password away and they did 
They took the password away from our YouTube channel and it sat dormant for seven years. Not kidding. But anyway, what they said, what I said to them was, okay, you're an apple farmer. You're an apple farmer. I'm so you make great apples. You make great apples. You grow some great, great ass apples. Those apples are delicious. But you're relatively new and nobody knows who you are. So do you sell your apples inside the bedroom of your house? Or do you take it to Loblaws and go, hey, can you sell my delicious apples? <laughs> That's what we were doing. We were taking our own video content and sell, and then and then here was the the, the 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 best part about this is media companies now will tell you, and this is in Canada only, I can only tell you, they'll tell you, yeah, digital just doesn't make money. <laughs> I really like, ah! I'm gonna kick someone in the chest. I oh my god. Did Joe Rogan not just sign a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify? Does it make money? No, that's under, a unicorn. You're undervaluing. That is, oh, that's the unicorn rights. They're undervaluing that. Right. I think it was more than 100 million. Is it more know. than 100 million? I don't know. It's a lot. Sure. It was a lot. It's a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. Uh, anyway, so listen, Jesse, speaking of digital, um, let's talk about sdpn.ca. It's Black Friday. Oh my There's lots gosh. of stuff going on. Okay, okay, okay. And then okay. we are going into the connects. Don't I'm, worry. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's, a couple, good couple things I, ju good. I just want to mention. Uh, we'll, do the, we'll do the shop first. sdpnshop.ca. We got a whole bunch of new merch in there. I'm going to start off with something we did specifically for Stephen Dangle's beautiful wife, SL. There is now a section on the site where we have kids and toddlers. We do? I didn't know that. I, I'm surprising you right now. It went up last night in the middle of the night. And you guys are. <gasps> I don't off, think she knows that. You guys are off in your beds. Nobody really noticed until we sent it out. But there are now um, kids and toddlers uh, feature uh, little merch for our site. So you Where? can get a little bib. If you go on the homepage, you go to collections, or if you just click uh, kids, toddlers, kids, and babies, little icon there. There's a uh, there's a bib that has a Dangle Navy uh, logo on it. There is a matching uh, Dangle Navy logo bomber jacket you can get. Oh! So if you look at if you that uh, has a nice little button up on the front and on the back it's stitched with the Dangle Navy oh, logo. And Leo is gonna look amazing in that. I'm getting Everly the uh, <laughs> the black hoodie. The shirt. There's no way she knew this. It's, it's no, absolutely no there, way. It went up like. 12 hours ago. Wow. So the shirt that Steve is wearing right now is our new Dangle Navy crest. It's uh, for anybody listening. It's like an anchor. Um, and it says Dangle Navy on the side. I it's in dark blue. The first time I tried to grab There's the now there a toddler version of that. So if you have a little kid and you want to match your Dangle Navy merches, you can. Um, all, all these, if you look on the, uh, if you're on the site and you go to the. Look at her reaction. <laughs> If you if you go there, all of the sizing information is there. I I, I think that's very important because kids, people with kids, like the sizing can be very different and can vary. So yeah, measure your kid, make sure you're getting the right size. And there's a whole bunch of different colors as well. So uh, our kids, uh, toddlers and babies collection went up uh, last night. So go buy that. We also have our holiday gear collection. Yes. Our holiday gear is something that I'm sure you've noticed because we posted about that a lot on social media but yeah we now have a christmas sweater featuring uh stephen dangle's face uh where he's saying uh hold on let me let me just pull it up for the video for everybody the okay video. leo needs the bomber jacket she says. <laughs> yeah yeah steve says um it's our steve dingleberries holiday sweater it's deck the halls with steve dangleberries i love so it go grab that uh we also have as requested by Adam Wilde, 
Adam Wilde boxers. They are oh. the ah! Adam Wilde's balls. balls boxers. You can go buy that. Um, I don't know. And there's there's a whole just poke around. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We have an, poke around the balls. Am I right? <laughs> we have an SDP holiday sweater as well, featuring our three lovely faces. Love that. Um, I am a snowman. Steve is an elf, and Adam is a reindeer. You can get it in sweater form, or in sock form, or in mug form. So yeah, and if you're on our mailing list, you got a code for twenty percent off. Get and on our mailing list. That went Get out on our mailing at twelve oh one this morning. SDPN.ca and just put the email in because we when we do the next jersey drop, when we mm-hmm. do all the other things that we're gonna do, you will be the first one to find out. And oftentimes this stuff gets sold out before. How how often do you, you send those emails? Is it every day? No, it's like why not once a month? Like, oh, good. We we don't we don't flood your inbox at all. We just uh, show up every once and again when we want to give you a nice discount or tell you we have an app. We should have like a greeting, like a Steve greeting or something like that when we do email. Hey, <laughs> like that. Just that. Um, if if oh. you weren't on the mailing list, get on it because we'll have more discount codes going out. And I I if you're if you're nice enough, if you join our Discord, I'm sure if you poked around on the Discord and you asked some of your friends in the SDP community, they'd share the discount code with you. You know. So sure. get on the Discord and ask around because our sale lasts for 48 hours. But also get on the mailing list. So you don't have to ask people for codes. Unclable. And I also love the... Uh, Is it? Yeah, I love the Dangle Navy sweats. I know that's not a new mm-hmm. item. But that is my favorite thing that we make, and the, you know what's the great? The blue about ones that? are newish. With the blue, the na- so we get them in navy blue now because yeah. gray sweatpants are great, and I have my gray sweatpants. But I wanted to get the blue ones because I have a daughter, and she likes to color, and she likes to walk <laughs> around with the markers, and it's very precarious. And last night I said to her, Everly, you stay off the couch with those markers. And of course, I turned my back for one second, and then I, was, I thankfully because I have two dogs, I also also have a carpet steam cleaner. Right. So I steam cleaned my own couch because oh, that's she nice. had drawn all over it. So I just want you to know the blue ones are really great. And if you have hot legs like I do, like actually like physically hot, mm. um, uh, they're actually pretty airy. So it's nice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I used to be a shorts only guy, but now I can wear track pants. Now, the final three notes. There's so much. Uh, we also have gift cards on the site. You can buy oh, gift yeah. cards if you want to give them uh, for a Christmas gift. We also have uh, Pride merch now. I worked closely with our community manager, Robert Malloy, Incredible. Uh, who designed this merch and we, we cleaned it up and then we got it up on the site. So go look at our Crab People uh, Pride merch and our SDPN logo Pride merch. And then last point on SDPN.ca, we have a couple more trading cards. Uh, I restocked it with like a handful of trading cards. So if you want to make a donation to Sick Kids of $100, go make the donation by buying a trading card and we'll send it over to Sick Kids and then I'll send you out a trading card. You're so impressive. You're just really impressive, Jesse. There's a lot of stuff happening. I'm sorry that I hate sucking the air with um, just promo stuff, but there's so much happening with our network that I just need to to blurt it out. There's too many people (laughs) where I'm like, what do you do all day? And you're like, here's everything I've done ever. (laughs) It's great. Um, Also, I streamed on Wednesday and we got to game six of our stream. Riveting. That was so So, good. For anybody that doesn't know, Jesse's been doing his rebuild, the Buffalo Sabres. And the last two games will be tonight, will they not? Tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. There's not two games, Adam. How dare you? The Buffalo Sabres are up 3-2 in the Stanley Cup Finals versus Chicago Blackhawks in tonight's game six at 7 p.m. Eastern. And we're taking home game six. Can I just say, NHL 22, we're on to you. Stop the Blackhawks being good again. Oh, my God. Get out of here. 
They're going to be bad for several years, and you know it. One thing. But you want another outdoor game in the game, don't they, you? They should have negative X factors. <laughs> like Seth Jones drop pass to no one. Like that's, they should have that. So, Steve, you were you were watching some of the stream live with us. Oh, yeah. What did I keep saying about Seth Jones? He's OP. He's OP. He's better in the game than he is in real life. Sure. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Sure, no. The EA has made him too good in the game, and it's it's a little it's not fair because the Blackhawks are too good at all times. There needs to be like uh, certain players need to have like less AI. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like bizarre decision making. And think that of how much more be, fun that would make yo, the game. That should be a factor. Yeah, bizarre decision. What's your bizarre decision making out of a hundred? Travis Dermott simply passes the puck up the boards. What the f no? He's going to rush that shit and spin. Yeah. <laughs> in overtime, in front of the net. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's going to be great. <laughs> Cody Cece shoots and it hits the net. Bullshit. It hits that a knee and goes go wide. Feet wide. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, even when Cody Cece shot wide, remember it went off the Columbus Blue Jacket player and in? He was shooting yeah. 20 feet yeah. wide and just went. <laughs> Brendan Gallagher shoots from the faceoff dot. Bullshit. Three centimeters in front of the goalie. Yeah, he's that's literally. He's, he's <laughs> literally. <laughs> passing his cold to the goalie. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, so oh. let's talk about Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Vancouver. Oh God. Wow, those so, aren't the same at all. They aren't the same, but we do need to get back into this because I think it's important that we do mention that um, this is from Thirty Two Thoughts, which was a pretty good, pretty banger column for Mister Freach. Pretty good. Um, uh, after their four one loss to Pittsburgh, uh, uh. This is funny. The aftermath of Vancouver's 4-1 loss to Pittsburgh was so awkward, so cringeworthy, it's almost impossible to believe that they won't change something on Thanksgiving Thursday. Spoiler alert, they haven't. They mm -hmm. didn't. I watched um, the three banger clips are Horvat, Miller, and Travis Which Green. We are getting to. I will get you there. And I couldn't believe they didn't do anything. One, over, one longtime executive said... Quote, it's almost a mercy killing after, uh, after a night like that. And yet they didn't do it. There was the JT Miller rolling his eyes at, do you think everyone's buying in? And he responded with, I don't know, because he didn't want to say what he really thought. Well, and then the next day at practice, he goes, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> then there's Captain Bo Horvat uh, sighing, it's exhausting. We're talking about the same things all the time. What's the third one, Steve? Uh, it's Travis Green. Um, oh, boy, did he look sad. He, he looked really sad. And... I, I can we play it? Because mm -hmm. I feel like we need to hear this one. Yeah, we really need to hear this one. I'm not going to do it justice because the JT Miller one was like he sort of you had to see him roll his eyes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it doesn't punch audio wise the way you would think. Yeah, I'm sort of catching Jesse off guard here, so we can we can we'll talk through it. But uh, basically, <laughs> the, whoever I think it was Sportsnet, the way they put the clip of the three clips up was really clever. I thought. Um, because it's green basically going, well, there's this narrative out there that like, we're really struggling or we're frustrated or something like that. But that's in the media. That's in the media. And then it immediately goes to like JT Miller. Who's like, ah, I we're talking about the same thing every night. <laughs> said Bo Horvat. We're talking it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. That's your captain. You know what I mean? So narratives are killing the Canucks this year. In the media, the media, yeah, it's all about the media. So, Okay. To, die, to I also would like to just say, and if you're not frustrated and you're the Canucks at this point, isn't that worse? I mean, 
It's. I think. I it's think a you should hockey be thing. It's a macho thing. You you don't want anyone to see your feelings or that that it's getting to you or whatever. I understand that. And you know, if you're Travis Green and you're combative with the media, which is what he was doing, you sort of take a little bit of pressure off the team, or at least that's the attempt. But another thing coaches do when they're on the way out is they're combative with the media. Unless you're John Tortorella, that's your baseline. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There are a few guys who just do it all the time. Green, I don't know if he has that reputation, but uh, this is a coach who has nothing to lose. You guys want me to play it? Let's play it. Let's yes. go. To maybe get away from the market a bit and, and focus on some results. Yeah, I, I think our group's done a pretty good job of not uh, listening to the noise that you called it. Uh, our focus is strictly on playing tonight and getting ready to play tonight's game. And does it become even more difficult as trade rumors get thrown into the mix? I think a lot of rumors are people making things up. So uh, we don't worry about it. Players aren't worried about it. That's what our truth. How important is this? That, see, that wasn't even it. That's <laughs> no. not the one? That's, That's not, not the one. even the no. one. That's, That's okay. We don't need to go. Through. Yeah, okay. it's okay. I'm sorry. I caught you off guard uh, with that. So but he's he's very frustrated. Everything's made up. He's made the media his enemy, which uh, that means TikTok. Um, here's what Freach had to say. Everything, everyone in the organization knows changes are coming, whether it's the front office, on the bench, or the ice. They are coming. The question is the timetable. There's some push for a quick move, but also realization you can't rush yourself into something insane. One executive told me years ago, you worry in times like these that you're making what's called a tombstone trade, a deal so bad that it is remembered forever. I think that's the biggest current internal wrestling match. How fast uh, do we do this? And what is the first move? So Freege has hammered this point. And when an insider, especially one as good and as influential esteemed. as Freege. Yeah. Ooh. Can you say that again? Esteemed. Esteemed. Him Great and CJ, word. man. Great word. Great word. And CJ was uh, talking about this on the CJ show. Um, but Freege has said it at least several times. The Canucks are really worried about this Rask for Raycroft-esque move, the sort of move that your fan base remembers forever as being awful. You know what I mean? To me... If that's a priority for them, or if that's uh, the biggest fear for them, it shows how dire the situation is. It's They had no idea this was coming, and their solution to get out of it is a trade. So they're thinking personnel. Again, no, guys, you're not qualified to make this decision. You're surprised this shitty team is shitty. So yeah, I suppose you should be worried about making your shitty team shittier by making a shitty trade. You, but you don't know what you're doing. Your top priority should be getting in someone who's not going to make a shitty decision or not telling your employees to make shitty decisions by meddling. So here's what I would say. The tombstone is has already occurred. It's this start of the season. You know, going into this season... It can be a collection. Well, I know, but, but, but everybody's got to remember this start. Because mm -hmm. this start is unquestionably worse than one we've seen from any team in a long time. And I, I would say, I want to take Travis Green's reputation, for instance. Travis Green, like four years ago, people were like, he needs to win coach of the year. Dude, I, I liked him. Mm -hmm. Everybody into the seat was going, this guy is a great coach, this guy's a great coach. And even 
even though Canuck fans had turned on him around the league, I'm just giving you the around the league perspective. I know things are different in Vancouver and Abbotsford and stuff like that. Um, around the league, still pretty respected as an as a name as a as a as a good coach. And when I see tweets like the one I read from from Sir Thomas of Drance, mm. uh, I think and I get concerned that that reputation is changing. It's changing quickly, and it's much harder to change that narrative about yourself. If you're known as a bad coach, it's much harder than as a good coach who had some bad players. It's so, and I'm wondering right. if it was, if it would have just been better for Travis Green to go, I resign. And, and <laughs> wow. I think he'd be in a better place today, a much better place no. today than he is. No, because. Reputation-wise, he'd be hired already. No, he'd be a quitter. Yeah, what are you talking about? He'd, he'd, he'd be a quitter. No, he'd be so, seen as a genius. No, there's no. no way anybody's resigning from a situation where you're just losing hockey games. Yeah, he can't do that. No. Uh, he doesn't have the resume to do that. Mm -hmm. He's got a pretty good resume. No. No. Got a it's second not, round appearance. Not long. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, if, if Scotty Bowman quit, <laughs> if he was behind the bench... If Jack Adams, but you see <laughs> you what, what I'm I mean? saying, right? Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Well, but the damage that Travis Green's reputation has taken in the last 20 games is, I think it's going to be, it's not that he won't get hired again, but it's going to be pretty tough to come back from that. What's the Jack Adams award? The coach that surprises us the most. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's coach of the best team, mm -hmm. but often it's, hey, we thought you were going to be shitty. And you did all right. Mm -hmm. It turns out it's usually a goalie. It's an ERA or not a ERA, um, save percentage award. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the ERA. Yeah, that works too. Same shit. No, it's, yes, it's you surprised, therefore, you took this team that we didn't think was very good, and you got the most out of them. I don't think we really expected big things from the Canucks, but we had them as like playoff fringe. We didn't have them Sabres in Arizona-esque, no, right? So this is a team that's underachieving. Besser is underachieving. Pedersen is underachieving. Uh, Quinn Hughes is drowning defensively. Uh, and you know what's scary is Demko's not bad. No. He has not no, performed not. bad. He'll probably be an Olympian. Yeah. He's not the reason the team is losing. So That's the award sure. you get for that is you get fired. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. or if if the rumors are to be believed that there's two. First off, Matt Sakaris on Sakaris and Price said uh, earlier this week that uh, I believe it was um, uh, Bo Horvat skipped JT Miller's uh, Halloween party. There was a rumor about that because they are not they're 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 at odds. So they're Sa bickering. Sakaris put it in. It was a really good three minute clip. He put it into basically these terms, which were, um, you know, Horvat is the company man. He's a he's a pro GM pro coach uh, guy. No matter who's in power, the yeah. problem is that. Um, being the captain, you lose all your credibility when the coach and the GM are clearly inept, which is what's happened. JT Miller is one of those guys that can ruffle some feathers and piss some people off with what he says. But, um, you know, he's the guy going, this is fucking crazy. And you heard it. You heard it in the Thomas Drance tweet, right? He's the one going, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. He's the one with the credit right now. And so apparently the reason that <laughs> we're, JT we're gonna Miller... We're going to trade you if you misbehave. What the fucking trade me? Well, that's JT Miller... <laughs> Was the guy mentioned in the trade rumors? And I think it was to, with Fiala. I think there was some sort of rumor yeah. in Minnesota. I don't yeah. think that anything ever came of that. But I think the, the point was the Canucks were looking to clear the leadership decks for Bo Horvat. Oh, boy. So no one could so, challenge him? So trade the problem, child. 
But then, that, doesn't that make Bo Horvat look worse? Like, that doesn't help Bo Horvat. Yeah, no. What useless leadership that team has. And I'm not talking about on the ice. I'm not talking about Bo, Bo Horvat. They're, so, if they were to do that then, Adam, mm-hmm. they're doubling down on what's made them bad. That's the tombstone trade. Oh, for God's sake. But they don't see it that way. The tombstone trade, I think, is Horvat. Oh. To them. Oh. To them. And he has like eight points to start the year, so he's been bad. Okay, so let's... Okay, what could the tombstone trade be? Trading our guy, who we traded Corey Schneider for, and he's our captain, and he's on a very reasonable cap hit. Or JT Miller, who was fantastic for the Canucks, yep. but the uh, price that they paid for him... First round pick. ...was still heavily criticized. Uh-huh. So what if they get less for JT Miller than they paid? Why would they do? Why why is Bo Horvat captain if this is the way he treats the room? Well, it's not. Well, I I don't think he treats the room poorly. I just think that he's it like sounds like it. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think that's. I don't. If that's the impression I left you with, that's not what I meant to left you with. He's just okay. a. He's a guy that's the company guy. He's the guy that's like I'm. I'm. Uh, but is, it, but the way you describe it is his teammates don't like him. That's not what I said either. I think w- what I said was the, that JT Miller has the room right now because um, because he's saying this is nuts and he's the only one who's got the balls to speak out about it. Everybody else is feeling that way. Whereas Horvat's like, well, we got to follow what the coach and GM want to do. I got to trust <laughs> See, them to do their job so I can do my job. I feel like if JT Miller had the room, though, they wouldn't be underperforming this poorly. You know what I mean? Well, I think because they feel like, A, the team is poorly constructed. Because let's be honest, I don't think this team is good enough. Right? No. Okay. Secondly, I think uh, it's you can you can disagree with management's moves and still not be a part of the solution. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I just look at hockey guys hate anything about anything getting out, and I I just wonder how the Canucks feel about Miller publicly embarrassing them. Uh, like I, I wonder how they feel about the fact that that moment happened in practice. People were there to hear it, and now it's out in public. Well, and and you know what? Maybe maybe they do hate him. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't I don't get the sense that Horvat treats anybody poorly. I've, I've heard he's actually quite yeah. No, I, I'm I, talking I about Miller. Imagine though, no, and I know that, but imagine imagine this. Imagine you know you've got there's a, a person you're friendly with or you're friends with or whatever at work, but you just disagree with them. Hmm. And I'm sure. But then but then everybody's like that guy's your leader. Like yeah. that, how, what is that dynamic? That's, that's, that's the, the thing I'm confused about. He might wear the C, but if that <laughs> remains the case, if that keeps going, that if if Sakaris is right and that's the way it keeps going, right. then I don't think that you're the captain anymore. It's that, a name that's what only. I'm trying to say. Okay, uh, fair that, enough. That does it, how is this guy captain if everybody on the team is like, yeah. I don't respect his opinion. He just he's just there for the coach. He's well, mouthpiece. And yeah. forget any potential rift between Horvat and Miller uh, as Patrick Johnston reported there's some really good stuff coming out of vancouver there's so many angles but as he reported there could be a disagreement between uh francesco and i forget the other aquilini yeah the aquilinis disagree on how to move forward because of this situation like what to do here they don't know whether or not they should uh, trade somebody or fire everybody so did i nail it or what well, and, and both did Aqu- I nail it or the what? Aquilini brothers, by the way, both want to do different things. One wants to stay the course, the other yeah. wants to make changes. Of course, one wants to stay the course. They're his decisions. I nailed it. I nailed it because it's obvious. And if it's obvious to me, how obvious is it to Canucks fans? Tell me what's obvious. Extrapolate that it's ownership 
making these decisions or at very least influencing them, right? Like, I think, uh, you know, we've said this about Bettman in the past. Like, he's just a puppet for the owners. Sure. Right? Yeah, he's a representation of the owner's true wants and values, which should tell you some things. Yeah, and Jim Benning is a general manager in the NHL. So what's his job? To make the best hockey team possible. Bullshit. No, it's not. To make the owner happy. His job is to make the owner happy. Yep. And sometimes a GM is in place and the owner goes, this will make me happy. And the GM goes, I promise you it won't. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do instead. And I get the impression betting just goes, yes, dear. Okay. What do you want? We, t we, need, we need more defense? Here's, here's a little Tucker Pullman for you. He, um, you, you want Braden Holpe? All right, I'll go out and get Braden Holpe. Oh, you don't want Braden Holpe. Okay, I'll buy him out. After one year, like, how isn't that more criticized, that stupid fucking move? Well, there's because, 80 other things yeah. you can criticize. And, and they, you know, they went out and traded three contracts that were about to expire for the guy who was the best defenseman in NHL 2012. You know? Yeah, the fact that the I, I'll never get over that you could just played out the season and all those contracts are just gone. And now you're stuck with it. And guy. like, I remember, like, I think I tweeted about it this summer. People were like, well, I get it. Like, he's trying to be, he's trying to use his cap. I'm like, you, you fucking do not get it. Nobody gets this. Nobody looks at this and goes, this is a good call. Come on. They've been down Arizona's neck about OEL for a long time because the owner obviously likes them. But remember, the owner's good at the own, the thing that made them the owner. The problem with people when you get to that position is that you can't tell them because they're not surrounded by people who say no. You can't tell them, hey, you're good at this thing. Mm -hmm. The Aquilinis are in real estate, are they not? You're good at real uh -huh. estate. You're a billionaire. You own the, you own the Canucks. That's great. Doesn't mean you're good at the hockey part. Trust your people to do their things, and if they don't get your results, move on. Are you do, are you good at real estate, or do you simply live on the West Coast? Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah. good at real estate. Oh, you owned it. Yeah, you owned a ton of properties before I, the prices. You've just yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you own multiple oh. houses. Did I did I inherit three generations of wealth? Oh, I, or am I really good? Was at I just alive like, in the '80s when houses were real cheap? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, he's good at. Oh man, you know he made a really savvy decision buying an entire condo building thirty years ago. Right. You fuck off. <laughs> it's not. A, no. It's you had a lot of money and made more of it. Right. It's that's. Oh, look how good I am at this. Owning uh, <laughs> any sports franchise is such a funny thing because if I owned a team, I would probably want a medal. But because it's like it's like I love I love hockey. I want to sign this guy, but you're you don't know anything about it, and you're just a fan. You're a fan making decisions, mm -hmm. but you're like I'm paying. This is my team. I literally write the checks for everyone in this organization. Absolutely. I want to sign a guy. Yeah. Uh, who's yeah. to tell me no? But you're also the last person who should sign somebody. Me, the person you hired to, why don't you just do it? You know what the biggest waste of money is? My salary. <laughs> imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you want to save some money? Fire me. Fire right. me and you'd fucking do it. You're GM. Frank? You, yeah, you're the GM. Oh, oh, this is my money. Goddamn right. Fire me. Mm -hmm. Fire me, fire, fire all my assistants. You do it. You say, what are the hot dog prices, Frank? Would you be able to control yourself? Yes! Yeah, if you own the Leafs, you wouldn't be able to talk about personnel decisions? I'd be like Brad Dubas. Pitt and Moneyball. Like, I'd have to watch in the gym. Like, or no, I'd have to listen in the gym. I wouldn't be able to watch the games. I'd be a nervous wreck. And I would... I'd be involved. I'd want to be informed. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. I want to, I'm spending bajillions of dollars on this. I want to be informed. Uh-huh. But it's my job to find a GM who makes the best hockey team, not is the guy who does what I tell him to do. You, you know, I, I'll, hey, what about this? What about that? What about that? But I would want the guy who goes, sure, no, no. You should be saying no to me a lot more often than you are saying yes. I'm an owner. You're the general manager, for God's sake. Adam, would you have the self-control to never meddle with personnel decisions? If you owned an NHL franchise, if you owned your Toronto Maple Leafs? So it's so hard because, <laughs> you know, we, we we founded our little company and you you sort of, when you start something, you have to have your fingers in everything, right? You have to, you actually have to direct. And so I think what happens is you probably... And I was looking at uh, I, I was looking at the the Aquilini family history. His father, ultimate, come to Canada, make something of yourself, guy. His name's Luigi. Came oh, to, Luigi Aquilini. Uh, you know what? Everyone leave the Aquilinis <laughs> alone. <laughs> oh, you try to run a team. Oh, it's hard um, to do. And he, so he started a construction company. And uh, did he? Did, and, uh, did the Aquilini start a construction <laughs> company, Adam? Yes, hey, you, I can make these jokes. You fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and it's still active. And and essentially, they came to Canada mid 1950s, start a construction company in East Van, and and basically would buy old buildings uh, and rehab them in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and then flip them. And then they began buying land to do condominium towers. So they just wow. grew and grew and grew. He's got his two brothers, Roberto and Paolo. Oh! Uh, and uh, they're managing directors in the 80s. And so I just, so like. You're turning me on the, the Aquilini. The Aquilini family story is pretty amazing. Like that's yes. the ultimate come to North America story. Yeah. That's exactly it. But what, but what that unfortunately does mean. So if you're, and I can only relate to the Luigi Aquilini part of this. If you're Luigi Aquilini, you have your hands in everything because you had to. And it's you drywall. To. You need to get your yeah, hands on it. <laughs> you, but you had to, like, uh, you had to schedule all the appointments when the concrete's coming, when the drywall's coming. Hey, when are the toilets showing up? I need to get an electrician in. I need to get a plumber. You are doing all that when you're a general contractor and you're starting these businesses. And so as that business grew, I would imagine that he brought in his sons and said, listen, you have to, you have to manage this like fine tooth comb to make sure this is great. Yes, it's worth billions. And yes, we're fabulously wealthy. But we we got here because we were really on the ball about this. Yeah. So then we were asking a, a, an owner who's a billionaire to spend, I don't know, what's an average NHL franchise worth? 300, 400 million? Uh, oh, it's more than that no, these days, man. Well, the, the least three quarters. Okay, well... Well, the Coyotes are still worth like 300 mil. Oh, really? Uh, so, I mean, I know the Leafs and, and Rangers are up over a billion now, but... Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is going to sell for what? Nine? 900 million? Eight, between eight and nine, I okay. think. Okay. Eight and nine. I, I so let's say that's million. comparable because I know Pittsburgh's a smaller market, but I also would say that that's an American market, so sure. therefore it's worth more. Yeah. And... If um, Vancouver sells today, I think it's like 800. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So it's worth $800 million. So you've built this company, your dad... Built it up from his freaking hands, came to this country, didn't speak the language, learned it all, and 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 started making condominiums in the eighties before people were making condominiums. <laughs> God damn it! And then you're gonna tell this guy who just spent three or four hundred million dollars when he bought Orca Bay Sports from Jim McCaw in two thousand four. Is that what it's who called? Burke? <laughs> yeah, Orca Bay Sports is the ownership group. Wow, Orca. Um, uh, Jim McCaw is the guy that that Burke reported to when he was the GM there. Uh, it talks about it in the book. Um, if, if you're going to tell that man to lay his hands or take his hands off his $800 million asset, I think you got a challenge on your hands. That's what I'm saying. 
You shouldn't have bought a team then. That's well, you still got to listen. I I think for me, if it were me sitting in this chair right now, not mm-hmm. being a billionaire, not owning a franchise, I think I would say I need to trust my people, but I for sure would have questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the question it then for every sports owner is this. Do you have a business or do you have a toy? I think it's a business toy. Both. <laughs> it's an equity toy. That yeah. is the answer I think they would all give. Oh, yeah. But uh, fuck, you're quick. I don't need that's really good. I don't need this thing to make money. No, like, I just need it to grow in equity, which is what <laughs> happened. Even over the pandemic, weird. Winning's good for business. Yeah. So is, so are TNT and ESPN deals. Yeah. Like what? Are, what are the like? I like to think I know what I'm talking about, and I get in front of a mic and I spew my opinions. But if Kyle Dubis and I were to have a debate. There is a point during the conversation where he'd be more than valid in going, what are the odds you know about more about this than I do? Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's here's my question. When you're dealing with a management group, so so if you're going to go into an, a, a leadership dynamic where there's a power imbalance, right? If you're the general manager and you're going to an owner, there's a power imbalance there. The owner mm-hmm. has the power, right? The owner hired you. The owner obviously wants to hear from you and you have to report to the owner. But the reality is the owner's got the power here. So what do you do if you're trying to get a decision through that the owner's not sure about? What do you do? What so would you do? So, so I'm, I'm the owner, Jim Benning. I'm, and I'm Francesco Aquilini in the Aquilini Orca Bay Group. Sure. And I want to do something that you're not sure about. Yeah. It's my job you, to pitch you on it. So okay. what do you... Okay, but You're you saying do? you don't want to you don't want to trade for OEL. I don't want to trade for OEL. But I like him, and I played him in 2012. <laughs> Drafted him in the fantasy draft. It was great. Here's the thing. It's 2021. It was the Leafs. It's 2021. Jonathan Taze was the center. Sorry. He's not very good, Frank. He's not very good. I know. And and you tell me, well, our defense is bad. And I go, I agree. And that'll make it worse. But he's Oliver ekman Larson. He's going to be on Team Sweden. And he wants to play in Vancouver. That was a big thing about the yeah. trade. You want me to sign Larry Murphy, too? So here's, why do we why do we go and get everyone who's ever been a great defenseman? So here's what here's what I know about billionaires from my limited experience with them. They don't like being spoken to that way. Uh, and the other thing I would say is when you have an, a, a leadership group with the Canucks who are anti statistical analysis, when you go into those boardrooms, you have nothing to step back on. You have no if you're going to have the debate with Kyle Dubas, you know Kyle Dubas is going to throw some fucking numbers. That dude's you. got a PowerPoint. That's right. Ah. Do you think that Jim Benning, who is by the way a slow talker anyway, and it's not it's not a, a criticism, Kyle Dubas is going to be like bang 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 bang. A, a guy like Jim Benning is a slower, very deliberate delivery. Mm-hmm. If you think that Jim Benning is going to go into a meeting and outduel the Aquilinis, you're out of your mind. I'm and, also willing and, to bet he's different he behind closed doors. I, I would also, no, but yeah. I would also say if you get rid of all the stats department and you don't listen to them, what do you have? I like this player. The owner, or sorry, the owner doesn't like this player, and I do. Well, I guess I can't make the trade then, because if I can't come to him with a with the statistical analysis that says we need to make this move, then then I've got nothing to fall back on. The so, problem is you're going to the owner asking about hockey moves. The problem is you're dueling with the owner. You gotta that's gotta be stopped before you get to the point. You, I think, right? I think you gotta I think you, you gotta you can't be you can't be your general manager can't be in a situation where they're bringing moves to the owner. 
Oh no, they have to every own every yeah every no that's team. every single every case oh, yeah. every time almost all of them yeah, except for like but wait major trades and signings absolutely I, but what, what about the the situation where we saw in the all or nothing documentary where Dubas is at the he's at he's on the phone Brendan's sitting next to him and he mm-hmm. says I'm gonna go make this trade he's not he's not telling MLSE he's Brendan's making the that trade Brendan is MLSE he he does okay so Brendan's that, a Brendan's a board member that's that he doesn't own it though. Right, it's so that's because it's corporately. The Leafs okay, have so a blank check. Put the put yeah. the person in between who's but, who's sitting who's sitting there on deadline day who can give the thumbs up. Who's because, paying that person? Because no, but the Aquilinis trust that guy in the moment because no, they have that guy. It's them. <laughs> but that's the thing. Nobody's there giving Brendan a thumbs up to uh, give the thumbs up to Dubis. Brendan is allowed to make the thumbs up. You need the thumbs up guy who's just thumbs up in the moment that second between the Aquilinis and Benning. And and you hire and, and a they hockey would, person to do that. They would tell you that Benning is that guy. They're and, wrong. And they're wrong, clearly. But my point in all of this is that Canucks got rid of all their stats people and all the people that had any sort of dissenting voices. We know this from the management group. We know that. And if you don't have any proof to walk into a billionaire's office, especially billionaires, they fucking know their numbers, man. Mm -hmm. They know their numbers. Mm -hmm. You think a real estate guy's not going to know his numbers on everything all the time? They know. And and so what's frustrating is that they get rid of the guys who know the numbers, and then they walk into the room and they go, I guess we got to do what the owner wants because we can't prove them otherwise. And Jesse, you're absolutely right, but you have to have an ownership group that is willing to have the guy that massages the owner. And those guys, the Aquilinis don't want to pay for that. That's another million dollar salary, minimum, for anybody that's any good. Brendan Shanahan is a brilliant, and I'll say that, I think Chris Chelios, in a snide remark on the Fan 590 back in the day, said he was too political. Brendan Shanahan, I wouldn't call, I don't know if you call him political or whatever, Brendan Shanahan's a great salesperson, and he's an authoritative speaker, and he has the trust of the board at MLSE. That's, he has the trust in so much that nobody needs to ask him anything about making hockey moves. He's allowed to do them. Well, yes, because he sells the board on budgets. So he has to sell the board on the budgets first. He yeah. had to, they had to, if you don't think they had to explain why they need to spend $77 million mm-hmm. on John Tavares, mm-hmm. I, they I, I got news. They, they 100% did. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they did, and they, they did. did it. They did. The, the the it see, the system the corporate structure in Vancouver seems broken. If, oh, if, oh, if yeah. the two guys, if, but if, that's how it works most. If the, the Aquilinis are bickering and Benning's there and you can't do anything, it's broken. Your so average fix it. Adam brought up a great point that owners don't like being spoken to the way that mm-hmm. I was doing it. So well, I, you're doing it for a podcast. We're not doing it for a <laughs> I am, but I probably would deliver things the way uh, to use an example the way the way Ron Hextall might. Where I would shout, fuck you. <laughs> That's why you need someone above me, Burke, Burke, to calmly explain, fuck you. Right. Because he does <laughs> calmly say, fuck you. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, hey, fuck you. Hey, hey, no, that's not going well. Listen, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and here's why. But Burke would come with a spreadsheet and go, here's why. Here's why. The masthead, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'd be, yes. And if I'm, if I'm the rich guy in the room, I'd be like, well, I'm willing to listen to this Fuck because at you. least he's got a PowerPoint. Fuck you, paragraph 1A. Fuck you, paragraph if you were to speak to, and people would be shocked by this, if you were to speak to most NHL teams, the Leafs are a little bit different. They're corporately owned. It's very different. Everybody's corporately owned, but like the Leafs are like they have a consortium of, of owners, right? Yeah. Larry Tannenbaum's the guy, but he owns 37%. The, the thing about 
a lot of these owners, and it's usually one or two people, usually men, is they have a they set up a call with the team management once a week, and they go, "What are we doing?" And then they throw a bunch of shit at the general manager. General manager goes, "No, no, no, we can't do that. No, 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 we can't do that. No, 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 we can't do that." And if the team wins, the owners tend to back off. But if the <laughs> team starts losing, the owners start to say, "That's not a question. It's an order." I can guarantee you, anybody that's listening to this that's worked for an NHL team, it may vary from circumstance to circumstance. But that's usually how it goes. I'm more and more convinced the only reason we have a Stanley Cup champion every year is because there has to be one. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Stop that. Like, okay. What like, do you mean by that? Well, just that's based on what you're telling me, no. Because everyone's, there has to be a winner every year. It doesn't necessarily mean anyone's making any good decisions. There just has to be a winner every year. If I played, if I was immortal and played the lottery enough times, I'd eventually win. Who made? Would I be good at winning the lottery? <laughs> That's me. I don't give a shit. No, <laughs> we have a notably dumb sport. We do. We do. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I'm confident it's true, and I I'll share. I it think with a my lot chest. of people. Would so we have a okay. Fine. Maybe not dumb. Stubborn and pig-headed. Okay. Maybe more than most. And okay. there are some stubborn and pig-headed sports out there. I think all sports inherently, how they've grown in the last hundred years to this sports culture, are very uh, stubborn. Yes, sure. Because yes. off and often, hey man, we still we see that in media too. Yeah, we got a lot of people that are decades older than us mm -hmm. running it and going, I don't know how digital works. But but oh, it's oh, <laughs> <laughs> like and and it's like, hey, you know, you have a bunch of people who do. Why would I listen to them? They're so much younger. It's funny how the people who aren't stubborn tend to be the breakthrough cases, you know? Like you saw with the Warriors, they got they got bought out by these two tech bros uh, in Silicon Valley, and they bought the Warriors. And then all of a sudden, they went on one of the greatest championship runs and in the history basketball. of basketball and broke it through analytics and these guys being outsiders and coming into sports. And, and What are they, 15 and 2 to start the year, by the way? Oh, yeah, they, they're back. And Clay's like, not even... No, clay, they're getting clay like uh, in the spring. It's unbelievable. But yeah, and then just in in all these sports, this when you see the guys who go left of center, mm -hmm. uh, they tend to be the better team. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just the reason I said that, Adam, is you're like anyone who's worked for an NHL team. So it, it is possible then that everyone's doing it wrong. Oh, sure. If sure. everyone's doing it wrong, then the only reason we have champions is because we have to have one. Well, listen, I think we call it the Stanley Cup of uh, most goodest or least baddest. Whatever it is. You won four rounds. <laughs> Someone had to win the games. I always think, too, we should put a little bit more, like, i.e. Premier League. Like, Premier League, if you win the regular season, it's a big deal. You're not going to make an entire continent give a shit about that. It's... Yeah. There's too much work to be I done. I think it's silly billy bananas. That's what I think. No it's the right thing to do, but it, it'll never happen. People, I think it's, I think there's it's too much count. of a business around the playoffs. Oh, no. Listen, I love the playoffs. Keep the playoffs the way they are. They're great. I'm just saying we should we should also mm -hmm. celebrate the winners of the regular season because mm -hmm. that's not easy. No. Yeah. It's like 82 games. It's not. It's never going to happen. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, so, I have some like, other we're, stuff we're here. We're done there? Yeah, we're done. We're okay. going to drop that. I, I, <laughs> We could talk about Fenway Sports approaching MLSE, but we can we can wait on that. Feels too early. Um, 
Uh, also, there's there was no there there was the conclusion. Yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah. There here's another where there where there was nothing there, and then we're gonna get to the top three international jerseys of all time. We'll explain in a minute. Yes. Uh, Jeff Merrick, this point thirty in Elliot Friedman's 30, 32 thoughts. Jeff Merrick reported last week the NHL did have a com- phone conversation with Quebec City, but it's not seriously on the radar. Publicity stunt, and I don't I don't like to see true fans jerked around. Yeah, they have an election coming up. We yep. want more Quebecois players in the league. Is that and- what's happening? Yeah, they're uh, the guy who's running. I forget his name, but he's just doing some hockey stuff to get votes. Oh, yeah. Art. You know who else does that? Putin. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, Putin. Putin goes on the ice with NHLers and then score, scores and they, eight uh, goals, and they want that. us to believe he scores eight goals. <laughs> well, he probably does. They play defense on him the way they play defense on me. <laughs> Shoot it! Just let him. Let him. Shoot it. Go. Yeah. Except yeah. I won't have you killed. Nik- Nik- Nikolai Happy Bullen's like, I'll let it by. I'll let it by. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My five holes big today. What's happening? What's happening for Steve's, everybody listening? Oh, he did a good job spreading me <laughs> out. You know when there's that kid on your team that can't skate that well, and there's a dad playing goalie. Steve's doing that. Steve's doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a bummer. It's 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 sad to hear that. Um, but you know, I guess politics are always going to play a part of it. Quebec City would be, I think, a good option. But the reality is, I I from what I hear anyway, the sponsorship dollars are just not there. You look at what Ottawa, right? They're a, a mostly government town. It's tough to get sponsorship dollars in. It's not hard to get butts and seats unless you're Eugene Mellick and you alienate the entire fan base. But the the pro it's it's you know they say NHL is a gate driven league. Like it's not. It's it, it's a, everything's a sponsorship driven driven league. Who's gonna buy the box seats? Who's and I go I know that's I know that's gate driven, but it's corporations that buy that that sponsorship dollars. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like the average guy, Jim Bob. I am Jim Bob. Hi. I don't go and buy a box. I buy a seat, mm-hmm. right? The boxes are for entertaining clients. And that's where I, I Quebec, I, I mean, listen, I probably, we should, you know, and Alan Walsh would be a guy that we should ask about that because he would know. But I feel like the NHL would go after, you know, market six in North America, which is Houston, before they would go after Quebec City. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Why not? Although it, it's, just, it's a bummer because I would love to see the Norks back. I just don't. I have a hard time believing the NHL is going to have like 36 teams and baseball is going to have less. Well, they have 30. Or NBA as well. 30 was the magic number for a while. And it mm-hmm. looks like the NHL is like, why can't we have 40? It looks like I think the magic number is going to be 40 in wow. 40. The, in like 40 years. Yeah. I think the pro yeah. sports will expand oh, to 40. Well, well and also 40 years. Sure. Populations yeah, are growing. Time, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I guess that's true. So that's why some of these cities that weren't mm-hmm. major players before are. Let's get Cincinnati in there. Um, okay, so we were talking about the Team Canada jerseys and the New Jersey Devils uh, jersey jerseys last episode, and we kind of kind of sparked a conversation about um, the you know international jerseys and what they should look like. Now Sweden came out with their jerseys today, and if you're picturing what you know Sweden's jersey to be in your head, that's what it looks like. Only it looks like a sleeker, cooler version of that. The Trey Kroner is there. The same colors, blue and yellow, because they have two colors and they do their blue and yellow thing. And hey, look look at this. There's one jersey that's blue and yellow and there's one jersey that's white and blue and yellow. And then there's, I think there's one more that's probably blue and white and yellow. Yeah. And it looks spectacular. They're consistent. We're Sweden. Here's what we do. Yeah. They don't try to make the crown... Uh, 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 something else it's just nope. a crown 
Uh, the uh, unlike you know hockey with the leaf, we had the perfect hockey logo. By the way, the hockey player in the black and the red. Oh, that hockey Canada's logo. Oh, in the late two tw- what is it twenty ten? Oh, it's a perfect no. logo. Oh. Uh, Late 2000. 2000? No, no, that is What's the first decade. How, how do they even call how that? How do you refer to 2000 to 2010? The, the late 2000s until about 80 years from now when yeah. we have to say it again. Because yeah. we'll all be dead, so it's okay. Don't okay. worry about it. The late 2000s yeah. is yeah. 2,999. Or yeah. we'll look the same. Because <laughs> Pre-teens. The preteen. Is that what it is? The preteen 2000s. I don't know. Because everything else, like 11, 12. Placeholder. Place, okay, we're trying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that logo was really good because you had a hockey player in the middle of it. There's the black and the red. Mm-hmm. And the little stem was actually a puck. How cool is that? Ah, smart. You know? But then they were like, it's too good. Let's fuck it up. And they've been fucking it up ever since. And Sweden, I think, is a perfect example. Now, let's get to what makes a great jersey. And for me, and this will dictate mine, simplicity. Simplicity hmm always wins in any sort of design but you guys who who wants to start here because we got our three we should and, all and it's we not to do three and then two and then one done so okay. i i ranked mine did you guys rank yours i ranked uh, mine. yes okay good good so we'll all start at three and then we'll all start at two okay. and then we'll all go at one jesse do you want to go first sure 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 i'll Take go first because um, jesse's got a great design eye too a batting lead off uh for me is the one time in the history of the internet that we were all in agreement as oh, to this was great. That's cheating. This was the time when Twitter agreed that, hey, we love this thing. And it was the 2016 World Cup of hockey that the NHL put on. Mm. And Team North America with Austin Matthews, team who, nah. who hadn't played a single game in the NHL, was on that team just kicking it and doing great things. The nah jerseys. Everybody loved them, and I loved them. I know, Steve, you own a Nod oh, jersey. Morgan Riley, right? So uh, good. Uh, was Morgan Riley I think on it's the blank. Team? Is it? Oh, it's blank? Okay. Yeah, Morgan Riley was Morgan there. Riley was on the team. McDavid yep. was, was there. he was playing with Ekblad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shifley. They were, they were one of the most electric international teams that we've ever seen because they just threw together these young guns who just didn't care, and all they did was fly up and down the ice. Unfortunately, they didn't make it out of the... Um, round robin into the uh, but next some round. of Europe made it but to the final. They thought they did too. Yeah, that's why their celebration when they beat Sweden was so huge. They thought they had made it. So, but uh, yeah, some of Europe went all the way to the no. Finals but the NHL's Austria, like no. no. So yeah, the <laughs> Nod jerseys. It's such a it's such a fun design with the triangle and then the. So for anybody listening, it's an N and then the it goes through the A. It reminds me of uh, the Yankees logo, the classic uh, yeah. New York. And um, I think the the color is so different. Orange, it's not. I, you see orange a lot in pro sports, but the orange and black, it's uh, it's pretty unique with the with the NA. I love the design. Uh, Team North America. That's my third pick. And, the most adventurous part of it is the gray. And what was yeah. yeah? It was the gray. And that's the thing is that's when the black jerseys hadn't been done yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna do like a semi heather jersey yeah <laughs> yeah it's it really great. fun it's but you but have it to remember it in the context of its time do you remember all of these jerseys in the context of their time steven uh number three jesse you're gonna have a hard time finding this because this is the one that i couldn't find a year for okay can you type in ice hockey jersey australia <laughs> this is the one jersey that every time i go to the hall of fame it stops me in my tracks they have that one international display yeah that's it i think there it is, is right the there. I absolutely adore it. 
I love the jersey. Now they had previously, and it's it's very simple, I should say, kind of Green Bay Packers ish. Looks uh, like when, the Golden Seals. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got the uh, it's a green jersey with yellow stripe, white stripe, yellow stripe. That's on both arms. Packers and is the correct way to describe it. At yeah. the bottom, exactly. Packers. <laughs> now the logo was previously a much smaller kangaroo, and it said Australia on the top. Mm. And then they quickly realized nobody else would have a kangaroo logo. Right. So we're just gonna make it that. Do you see it and you know it's Australia? It's the one jersey internationally that every time I'm walking by it, I go, I have to spend a moment and just stare at this team uh, Australia jersey. Um, and uh, honorable mention in the I have to stop and look at it in the Hockey Hall of Fame category, Israel, who makes the Star of David into a cool Hockey sharp thing. stick. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, mine is going to be from the IIHF uh, World Junior Championships 2018. Hmm. What team I don't remember do you this. think I would have picked? Uh, well, I guess you're not talking about Canada. No. 2018 World Juniors. Are you talking... I think you might be talking about a consistently great jersey, Finland? No, but that is a consistently great jersey. Interesting. Great Britain. Oh! Actually, they might have been the Junior 17s. But I don't even know if they made it to the World Juniors. But the Great Britain jersey... With Liam Kirk? Yes. Was it worship... And we know we are worship. Did you see it, Jesse? And we know. Is it? Oh. Let me see. Sean. That one. That's a great jersey. That one and and the all blues version of it. So there is a white. That is one of my favorite. So I have the all blue version of it. And mm. I own I own a, a large. And I waited an entire year for them to go back into stock. I kept checking. So what's because, going on here? For so the you've got. So what you have here is you've got, you know, Great Britain's got the lion, right? And you've got a jersey that looks. It's got this beautiful shade of blue. And the red, red, white, and blue are a great color combination. Hello, America. Um, but what they have is the lion and the British flag in the middle of it. But what I love about these jerseys, as they've migrated them and grown them, is the flashing on the shoulders and on the elbows. Mm. They have really great sort of accents in there. They almost look like very thin pizza slices. I, I, I wish there was a better way for me to describe it. Oh, do you, that, see, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They are such, they are such a stylized sexy jersey that's the one i have mm -hmm. Th how cool is that what you're talking about down the arms so many teams try this and so many of them make their jersey worse yes. by doing it and i don't think britain does i think, I think it adds it's one of the, i think to me today it's the best jersey in the world for for an international competition that to me is my favorite jersey so let's go to number two jesse liam kirk shout uh, out liam kirk give me a second to pull up my picks here peterborough pete's legend <laughs> former teammate of nick robertson <laughs> and future also so right now i'm hearing stomping tom connor's in my head okay hello out there we're, we're on, on the air. air it's hockey night tonight. because this jersey inspires the good old hockey game to me okay it's the 1987 canada cup jersey Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the Gretzky Lemieux team of nineteen eighty seven that went on to win, uh, beat the Soviet Union in the Canada Cup. It has it's the all it's the classic um, team Canada jersey. If if you've ever seen hockey, you'll know this jersey. Taking on the half leaf, the CCCP. Yeah, it's so they had the I like the white jersey where they had the entire leaf over uh, the front of the jersey, and then it's yeah, it's cut in half. And it's it 
it like you see it and you know it mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. like this is the era this is that team this is this is um it inspires hockey so yeah that's why i love it um it's more it's classic i don't know how you can and it's do clean. better clean. it's clean I, that's why i love the all-white version too because just it's just the it's just the leaf on the front two leaves on the side and nothing else and no, no stripes. nothing around the the no. waist nothing no it's it's perfectly clean i've just got so, I, by the way i've sent my other two to you so it won't take as, as long to uh, look them up if you need to um steven you're number two uh i agree with you adam that red white and blue does make a very good jersey and usa has gotten it right so many times there's a jersey that i almost put on this list the 1996 world cup of hockey team usa jerseys great mm-hmm. jersey the haunting of Mike Richter, you you bastard. Yeah. You absolute bastard stopping Team Canada in its tracks. Are you bringing that up, Jesse? So what ruins this jersey for me, because I love that logo so much, is the whatever that waviness is at the bottom. You can't really see it in pictures it's of Mike Richter. It's supposed to be the flag, isn't it? In. I just don't. Don't do anything dumb. Mm. I, I So rarely does it work when you do something other than a white, uh, not a white stripe, Something uh, other than a straight stripe at the bottom. Right. Okay. You know, think like the Calgary Flames, the Anaheim Ducks. They've pulled it off in the past, but I don't think the U.S. did. What's your pick? My pick is the Miracle on Ice jerseys. That should be very easy to find. Um, You talk about Canada at a certain point in history. You see it. You know it. Uh, Team USA doesn't get simpler than just putting USA on the front of your jersey, but there's something about it that just screams hockey to me, even as a Canadian. Right. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's simple, and it's something they could always go back to if they wanted to. If they don't know what they're doing, uh, I don't know, we need a new idea. No American hockey fan is not ripping that off of the shelves and throwing it on their back. Now, here's what I would love about that USA jersey. I know that there's the one where they're like, it's it's USA all in the same line and sort of like a semicircle. Mm-hmm. I like the one that's like a sash. U on the shoulder, S in the middle, A near the hip. Oh, yeah. It's that's not, a different not one. my favorite. Yeah. Not but my no, favorite. I think that, didn't they wear those in 1980? No. No, it's the one that. I keep yeah. forgetting you can't see. So because, okay, because. Um, this is the one Adam's talking about. Yeah, I love that oh. one. The Jack Hughes one. And oh, that, that is going to be that was going to be my number that was going to be my uh my number uh two pick, the 1980 oh. team or but the, they did in 1980, I believe is one of their jerseys where a USA that was up yeah, up and down. One. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, maybe I'm so wrong since and you're you, right. Since you picked the 1981, I'm changing mine up. It is still going to be Team USA and it is still going to be international competition. But it is from D2 Mighty Ducks yeah. Team USA Charlie Conway. I actually sent you the link there, Jesse. You can have a look at it. That jersey from that movie. You know, we talk about the Ducks That's jersey that made it to the NHL because not they real life, team. not real life. <laughs> yeah, that, how does that count? But this USA jersey. Well, it's because I had to change on the fly. Because, Allow it because Steve had the same one. Allow no, but the first thing I thought, Adam, when I saw the Miracle on Ice, it reminded me of that. Of that, and the thing is that Hendricks jersey is so great and i never understood why usa hockey never adopted it it's a beautiful jersey it's a really good jersey really well designed it's got the star on the side number on the front usa with the stars in between like i just i want to i want to eat hot dogs and and yell things aggressively at people it's so american yeah and i just i think it is a spectacular spectacular version of what a jersey should be and i, I they're so like you look at the ones now with the crest on them 
Like, remember the crest, the Stars and Stripes crest from a, a couple winters yes. ago? Yes. So bland, disappointing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe it's all because it's coming from the same Soulless. Company. Soulless. All right, Jesse. I want to I want a coach's challenge for uh, offside. I okay, well, then mine we were, would be the same as Jordan's. I didn't know we were allowed to pick fictitious jerseys. Well, we're not, okay. but, but, but... No, I, <laughs> sh- the same I screwed one. him over. Adam's, <laughs> Adam's technical answer is the miracle on Yes. Technically yeah. speaking, I think it's the second best jersey. My number one jersey, it was mentioned earlier in this segment, Team Israel. Oh, hey! The star of David with a hockey stick. My favorite thing in the world for hockey jerseys is when they just take regular old things and they add a hockey thing to it. Yeah. I love when animals are playing hockey on jerseys, and I think this is the pinnacle of taking a normal thing and making it hockey. It kind of works, though, doesn't they it? They added a little hockey stick to the end of the Star of David you for Team Israel. You can't not look at this when you pass it in the Hall of Fame. How do you not smile when you see this every single time? Also, powder blue, um, it's gone through its era where it, people overuse the powder blue, yeah. especially when the Pittsburgh Penguins had it for their outdoor game. Stop I was like, come on, you're not powder blue. Pla- they pow- used to be. They did used to be. They did used to be. Um, but powder blue, it still looks nice. It's yes. uh, it, it, it still looks really nice when you do the powder blue and the white. And that's what Team Israel did with the Star of David as a hockey stick. That's my number one international jersey like of it. all time. Like it. Like it. Uh, mine. This is going to be very easy for you, Jesse. Type in John Tavares, Team Canada, World Juniors. It's this. Canada has never been able to top this, and they will do much better for themselves once they stop trying. Yep. Go back to this. That's a good one. Yep. It's red. It's got white stripes at the bottom, white stripes on the shoulders. Clean. And the Hockey Canada logo smack dab in the middle. You know why it's so great? Because that's all you friggin' need! That's all you need! The jerseys are starting to look like $5 bills, and let, let's slap <laughs> astronauts on it, and Wilfrid Laurier, and, and let's let's get all, all the former prime ministers on there, and William Lyon Mackenzie King. No! No. This is about the most fun... Anyone, especially from our generation, had mm-hmm. watching hockey. Canada's drive for five at the World Juniors. That juiced up team. John Tavares. Jordan Everly, Tie game! Can you believe it? Followed by I silence and the crowd cheering. Nope, that's how <laughs> I choose to remember it. Ryan Ellis, it's... Oh, oh. I love this jersey. It gets me fired up. And uh, I believe I have the front page of the sports section with uh, John Tavares holding that flag uh, behind him uh, framed in my house. Yeah, in the in the blue room, right? Uh, yeah. It no? was in the blue room and then the frame fell and broke. Oh. So, But I still have the newspaper clipping and I got to put it somewhere else. I didn't know that. That's yeah. very funny. That happens. Adam? Jesse, you already mentioned it in yours. Team Canada, 1987. The Ooh. greatest... Canadian jersey of all yep. time. Suck it, Summit Series. You ain't got shit on 1987. And and the reason is, is that 1987 is really an improvement on what the Summit Series jersey was. Summit Series jersey, you really didn't have the same sort of detail, but it didn't get to the point where it's now, it's like, well, the jersey needs to be textured and it needs to be several different shades of red. It's clean, it's simple, and if you look at Wayne Gretzky at celebrating that. in it, it screams Canada. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that you watch that merit. You know who you're watching when that jersey is on. And that's what's so spectacular about it. It's simple. It gets the message across. And I don't think there's a single person in the world who wouldn't want to wear it. And here's what I'm going to ask Hockey Canada to do. Because I also love the jersey you talked about with John Tavares. Big fan. But I'd really want them to go back to this 1987 version. I really do. If they don't, please at least go back to the one that Steve just mentioned. Because... There is something to be said for tradition. And, and, and a lot of people reached out and said, listen, if they don't change the jerseys, no one will buy them. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think that's the case at all. The yeah, players you know what does it's really poorly? years. You know what does really poorly? Retro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what doesn't fly off the shelves immediately? Retro. What's the most visible sports logo in North America? Uh, the what? Yankee. Oh. The New York Yankee logo. For teams. I thought Has you were... Has it ever changed? It's never oh. fucking changed. And that's because it's an absolute classic. And Canada had two versions of a classic. The 1987 one for me and, and clearly for Jesse too. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. But Steve's version is, I, I don't I don't hate it either. I remember I had the Nagano jersey. I had a, I had a Theo Fleury jersey. Nine, number 74 is what he wore. Oh. Um, and I still have it. It's, it's one of those classic things. Keep a good thing going. You have a good thing. Change a little thing here and there, like a little edge. Maybe add a little silver, add a little black, or whatever it is you want to do. But don't get fucking crazy. It's easy. It's right there for you. Somebody already even did the work. You don't need to bring in a firm that you have to pay a million. You know, some of these firms that come in and design these jerseys, it can cost like half a million dollars or more to get it done. You realize A a firm has to suggest going back to the other one, so they're still going to get their money. (laughs) this is gonna cost but yeah definitely do it if you want to save some some cash just go back to the thing that you already did i will fire money at you with a bazooka if you go back to the 20 uh, 2009 world junior i would i would honestly you know these jerseys are outrageously priced now they are it's obnoxious that's that's so true what a jersey costs you're it's it's insane it's stupid but i'd buy an authentic one can I say this I would buy Canadian? an authentic jersey. As a Canadian, that is right around the time. It doesn't help the Canada lost the following year, but that is right around the time it kind of became a racket. You know it what is I mean? A, it is, and yeah. It, it became a... Because the World Juniors very quickly, and this is to TSN's credit, it very quickly went from this sort of whatever Nothing tournament, tournament mm-hmm. yeah. to, holy shit, must watch Christmas, Drama. get together with your friends. Yeah, yeah it, it became this big thing. And that's right around when they started getting these goofy jerseys every year because, well, it's a big deal now and everyone's going to buy it. And they, they've they never had anything like that. No. They did have, I think in 2016, the, or no, 2000, they had in 2009, they did go a little retro, I think. Uh, I like I, I, 2015, I they had the classic one. Did they have Patrice McDavid Cormier won. or something like that? Didn't he wear it one? No, Patrice, Patrice Cormier was 2010, and I know that because Nike sent me to cover him. Oh, he, right. He was the captain. Right. Yes. But my point is... They they had that one. They had that one. Yeah. Oh, they had that one. They they had that oh, one. Okay. Because they kept the same one for a long time. And they should keep it. And then they went to... They've had other jerseys that I like. Um, Like the one with the black shoulders. It's a little unconventional, but I like it. The one that said Canada across a hockey stick diagonally. It's fine. I like it. But God, boring. It's <laughs> You're just not going to top that. No. And why try? You got a good thing. Focus on other shit, like winning gold. Okay? Can I read some of the roster of the 1987 Canada Cup team? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Let's hear how bad it is. It's, it's Wayne Gretzky. It's Dale Howardchuck. It's Ron Hextall. It's Kelly Rudy. It's Mario Lemieux. It's Claude Lemieux. It's Mark Messier. Larry Murphy. Uh, Mike Gardner. Grant Fear. 
Paul Coffey, Ray Bork, Glenn Anderson, and it just keeps going. Doug Gilmore was on that team. I think you named like one person who's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? I, I've He didn't really do anything in that tournament, but I have looked and looked and looked and tried to find the authentic versions of like a Doug Gilmore jersey from that time. And I every oh. time I find one, I always want to buy it. And I'm like, ah, like, do I really need this? But one day, it shall be mine. Just buy it once and you'll never have that feeling. Again. I know. Mm. I know. Anyway, listen, it's been a fun. I know you got to go because you got an interview to do. I'm Steve's, really, I'm really Steve's cool. Steve's being interviewed. The rest of us, we have, you know, lives to get to. And I'm sure you do too. But thank you so much for listening to our show. I uh, love you. Tonight at 7 p.m., this is the biggest event in Twitch history. The Whoa. Buffalo Sabres are playing the Chicago Blackhawks on Twitch for the Stanley Cup. It is game six. It is 3-2 in the series. Our Buffalo Sabres have a chance to take home the cup. I don't know what I'm going to do if we win. I might lose lose everything in my system. Who does Dylan Cousins pass the cup to first? Oh, that's a great question. Because he's the captain. Uh, Lukanen, our goalie. Because he probably gets a Conn Smythe. Or Burakovsky. Burakovsky's been great. But Cousins, uh, Cousins, I think, is second for the Conn Smythe, second in the uh, running for Conn Smythe, because he's passed Burakovsky in points, because he's had one hell of a Stanley Cup. He certainly has. He's a big big catalyst in... uh, Erasing that 2-1 series deficit. <laughs> Twitch, no, we're down 1-0. We're down 2-1. We've come all the way back. Twitch.tv slash SDPN live. And like, if I win the Stanley Cup, I deserve a Wednesday off. And Steve should probably do Red Dead. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and also, suck it, Mr. Beast. You used to be the biggest thing on the internet. Yeah. Squid Game. It will yeah. now be Jesse when it's Stanley Cup. Screw your Squid Game remake. <laughs> I got NHL 22 Sims to run. Yeah. How many How many views does that have now? I just want to feel Four bad. billion. No, no you're dead. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I do have to say, like... Um, uh, that is pretty impressive to pull that off. Mr. Beast? Out of time they did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty damn impressive. He's uh, he's one cool dude. How much? One day ago, it has 59 million views. Wow. My channel that I started in 2007 just hit 47 million views total. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I think this one's at 20. We're at almost 25 million on our channel, something like that. Ooh, you know what? Uh, it's not even close. Look at us at the kids' table. <laughs> yep. 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 yep Twitch.tv slash SBN live for uh, the best content outside of Mr. Beast. We love you. See you. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.